Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Candace Paul, and on today's episode, I will be reading a chapter from my first book, Spiritual Warfare. Feel free to download a copy on Kindle for only $4.99 so you can follow along or read ahead. Each recorded reading will be clearly labeled so you don't miss anything and you can hear every chapter. The sequel, Spiritual Warfare Rise to Power, is also available. Make sure you get that too. So without further ado, Spiritual Warfare by Candace Paul. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew thirteen forty two, Chapter 1 Throne A man I did not recognize hovered over me. I smelled cigar and various ales on his breath. He was very close to my face. If I lifted my head or he tilted his downward, our lips would have touched. Yet he sounded distant, as if he were speaking from across the room. Sir, are you all right? Can you hear me? He yelled while his strong hands gripped my lapels. He forcefully shook my body. I could tell he desperately wanted my attention, but why? I was there listening to every word and screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm fine, I hear you. Why couldn't he hear me? A woman I knew gasped. Is that Jade? She asked a man standing next to her. He nodded. A crowd started to gather. Each person looked down at me. Some people looked horrified while some seemed indifferent or just curious. The frantic man's movement began to slow like someone placed stained glass over my eyes. My vision blanketed with spots and grew larger until I could only see white. The man was no longer visible. I could hear his voice echoing and the onlookers chattering. Soon that also grew faint and I could no longer hear him or anything. For the first time, I tasted blood in my mouth. Was that my blood? I felt my chest expanding and my lungs gradually filling with liquid. It was getting harder to breathe. Each eyelid fought to remain open. I took a deep breath. I tried to take in as much air as my lungs would allow. <sighs> then I exhaled. I immediately knew that was the last time. My heart stopped beating and everything went black. I was alone, surrounded by total darkness. Was I dreaming? I was unable to see even an inch in front of my face or even see the ground. I quickly rose to my feet, stretching my arms out in an effort to aid my sight. I wanted to find a wall or a tree or anything I could rest my hand upon. Is anyone there? Hello? I screamed. No one answered. Where am I? There was only the sound of my frightened voice echoing in the darkness. Suddenly, a dim pinhole of light broke into the void. It began to grow, filling the darkness as dawn would creep over a landscape. I covered my eyes, shielding them from the brilliance. A powerfully fragrant breeze blew in my direction. It smelled like incense or myrrh. It was soft, comforting, and familiar. I could smell the lavender my mother placed on my sheets as a child in the field of, of grass I would run in after primary school. I smelled piping hot arrow gray tea my mother made with milk 
and her signature cinnamon cakes that accompanied it. Every scent I'd ever loved was present. I knew someone was coming for me. I no longer feared anything. I no longer felt alone. I felt compelled to walk closer to the light. Somehow, I knew everything I needed, everything I longed for, was in that light. I knew someone was waiting for me. I just needed to get there, but I could not move. I was stuck. I willed every bit of power my body and mind could muster to lift my foot, but nothing happened. I can't get there. I I'm trying, but I can't make it. I vocalized my predicament because I just knew someone was listening. Something in my heart told me that the person who was listening was the only one who could help me. Still, I could not move. I looked to my left, and there were hundreds of people moving forward toward the light. I looked to my right, and there were hundreds more moving forward. I panicked. I yelled and cursed at them. Why could they move when I could not? I tried everything to get their attention, but their eyes were transfixed on the light ahead. Many closed their eyes and confidently walked forward, their heads held high and backs fully erect. Some had tears of joy, but everyone had a smile. They all seemed to have a shared understanding of where they were going. I watched them disappear, one by one, as they reached the light's origin. They all looked at peace, not afraid. On their faces, they wore the calm demeanors of men who had learned that their longest-held beliefs had been confirmed. I stood and watched each one enter the light. I'm not sure how long I stood there, but I anxiously waited until the end, thinking, maybe I'm last. Yes, that's it. I just have to wait my turn. My turn was coming. But my turn never came. When the final figure vanished, the light blinked out of existence and darkness surrounded me once more. I glanced around me, noticing that there were others who remained. Like me, they had been left behind. I could hear people crying hysterically, cursing, yelling, screaming, Let me out of here now! A man near me demanded, Do you know who I am? He proclaimed. Others began to take a cue from him and demanded to be heard as well. I guess they wanted to speak to management. They all started yelling their names, credentials, and their achievements. I'm Dr. So-and-so, or I'm on the board of this. Somehow there must have been a mistake, and they should be free. While I agreed, I understood that no longer mattered. It seemed obvious that all the things that used to put us to the front of the line did not work here. Suddenly, their faces were illuminated in a bizarre red glow. Turning toward the source, I could make out a hole in the distance that had not been there before. We could finally see each other. There must have been hundreds, thousands of us scattered everywhere. We looked at each other, and I immediately had a sense of shame. Many started running. A man beside me bolted in the other direction and shoved several people as he ran. Others tried to find a place to hide, but most fell to their knees. I just stood there, frozen. If any of us didn't know what was going on, or had been lying to ourselves about what was going on, or hoping our circumstances would change, we all knew time was up. 
Another glowing red light came from a giant hole in the ground off in the distance. A stampede started. Everyone began to run away from the hole. People clawed and stomped on each other, each person fighting to get ahead of the other, but still having no idea where to go. A strong force began to aggressively pull me and others closer. A feeling of terror filled me. The shock of everything that had kept me emotionless completely wore off. I struggled to resist the pull, but it felt like a thousand horses dragging me in the other direction. The pull became stronger as I saw others sucked into the hole, screaming, Help me! I was pulled over the edge, free-falling. As my skin began to bubble and burst, I cried out among millions crying out, but my voice did not matter. My suffering did not matter. No one cared. I could see a dark, spiky surface approaching. I hit the ground with a sickening crunch, feeling every bone in my body crack in the same instance. For a long time, I simply laid there, feeling every nerve in my body catch fire. I had no concept of time passing. Was it days? Years? Eons? Why was this happening? When would it end? Why me? Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that reading of Spiritual Warfare, please show your support by downloading a copy on Kindle. Make sure you tune in for the next chapter. Please also subscribe to A Knowing Spirit. The link is in the description. Until next time, God bless.